just tradespeople doing work, right? Like, right. and for us to be able to share it with others and say, yeah, this is the best way. But sometimes being like Dave Barefoot and saying, I got to get this unit working. I don't have the right part right now, so I'm going to get it working the best way I know how. Right? That that's also just as beautiful from my perspective. I think we're recording. He says, yeah, it's okay. always a thumbs so up. So don't include that. <laughs> we have some people in the audience today. Yeah, uh, we do. Look at there. We're welcoming Brian Orr. Hello, everyone. Uh, hold on. My phone just started ringing. Can you imagine that? That's fine. Uh, <laughs> I apologize for that, Brian. <laughs> Brian, uh, tell us uh, what it is you do in, first of all, you're from HVAC School. Yes. Uh, the podcast and HVACschool.com, correct? Yes, yes. HVACRschool.com. I'm Similar sorry. to the dash, you yeah. know, HVAC school was taken. Oh, okay. So we had to add, add R in. Guy, are, so. are you in constant search for buying that uh, that domain, but somebody's just holding it out there for uh, like Well, a the thing bucks? is, so here's the funny thing is I actually know who owns it, and I actually met them last year at AHR, um, which is kind of cool. So, did, they, yeah. did they make a pitch for you to buy it? No. The, initially, they really hated my guts because I came along and named my thing the same thing as them, but then we realized that I'm actually a really nice guy, which is what people find out, and then... You know, yeah, initially friends. I didn't think you were. Not, I'm just <laughs> it's, it's understandable. It takes a, It's an acquired taste. It's kind of like whiskey. No, right? the acquired taste is a good description of myself. That's for sure. I acknowledge that much. Everybody, welcome <laughs> to the Make Trades Great Again podcast, where Andy Mickelson and I have two shows a week. Go everywhere you can stream your audio and video on YouTube. So we're well, we're welcoming Brian Orr, uh, the infamous Brian Orr. Infamous, yes. I've been listening to your podcast for quite a while. Uh, I haven't got every episode. I'm not yeah. going to pretend well, that then, I have. Well, then I can't even speak to you. <laughs> I, only, <laughs> I only accept people who have listened to every single episode. I, I, think, you're, uh, I think your latest episode, though, about is so on point for leading into AHR. And then just the industry in general. And that was, if you don't remember what your latest I episode was. I don't actually was. remember. <laughs> I, was, I was hoping you were going to tell me. Dual fuel system. Dual fuel. Yeah, that was a great it one, was actually. Brad. Was your... Is that was Tom, Tom from Tom from Copeland. Copeland, Copeland yeah. yes, yep. And uh, it was a very Tom Segura. He's yeah. a real fan. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> that was, sorry. It, it was uh, it was very interesting though because he, I think he did an awesome job, which is kind of the point I bring it up is what you have done for years is really explain not just the buzzwords of the covering the topic on from a ten thousand foot level, but really getting into right. what's important. He he called it out right at the end, like, look, this isn't. Uh, heat pumps are very interesting, yeah. and there's uh, limitations, but there's also a lot uh, ahead of us that's to look forward to. Right. And you, the whole topic being dual fuel systems, I thought was really informational, and it helped me out actually because it's something I just did at my own house. Oh, nice. In a cold climate, so really yeah. that that whole podcast episode. If you haven't listened to it, do it. Uh, check it out. It was dual fuel systems. Yeah. You know, are they really the right the, the way to go? Yeah, the something like that. Yeah, yeah, some title like that. How is it for you um, when you're thinking of topics, ideas, people to have on? It, how do you go about kind of just getting that information together and planning out ahead of time? Is it you know related to what you guys are doing with your trainings? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's super chaotic. It's way more chaotic than I think people imagine. Uh, it's usually something like, oh crap. Like, I realize I don't understand this. Or, oh, shoot, we just made this mistake. Um, that's where most of it stems from. And actually, all of my training uh, since the beginning of my career has been that way. You, you, re- you, you, you become, you notice that you don't know something as well as you hoped you did. 
uh, and a lot of times early in my career, it'd be like you'd have an apprentice that you'd be working with in your in your truck, and they'd ask some question, you'd be like, "Of course, it's," and you'd start to talking like you were all confident, like, "Actually, I don't know," and so yeah. let me uh, let me research it, and that's always what what I create stems from. It doesn't come from this uh, this place of being an expert, like, "Oh, I I know this like the back of my hand." Now it can actually develop into that over sure. time. Right. Um, but usually being curious about something, I'm like, yeah, actually, I, sh- I should know this, and I don't. That leads most of the content that we're doing. At this point, it's more than just me. So uh, we have a whole team of people who help, and then uh, at my company, we have, we're have we really blessed to have uh, a wide range of different competencies. And so they kind of often bring things to me and say, hey, this should be a podcast, and then that kind of sources it from there. Well, you, you, you bring up your company, and something we haven't talked about yet is your start in this industry is you are a contractor right. in Florida. right. Right. And what is it? What is your? Give us just a lowdown on what your contracting business is, or how it's kind of positioned in, the, in your marketplace. Yeah. So um, increasingly, we're becoming a unicorn, like where there really there aren't other people like us, and that wasn't how it was when we started. But we do residential HVAC uh, in a kind of a local market in Orlando. Um, statewide, we do general contracting. We do uh, we do HVAC and commercial. We do uh, grocery refrigeration. Uh, we do electrical, we do controls, we do plumbing. Um, and those are all kind of integrated teams to serve a particular set of verticals. And our most common uh, client base is grocery stores. So um, you would know the names of our biggest clients. Um, and so when we, we kind of identify clients we want to work for, where the margins are tenable, where the work is the type of work we think we can do, and then we really just embrace those clients and figure out ways to serve them. So what's gotten increasingly more strange is that all of the companies like us are getting snapped up by private equity. They're yeah. getting they're getting rolled up. They're getting you know just aggregators, all this stuff, and uh, and I'm I have absolutely no interest in that because that's absolutely not the reason why I'm doing it. Um, a, a check, what would I do with that? I mean, I put put my name on a on a boat. I don't know. It seems dumb. I I, I like doing this. Um, I like teaching. I like growing the business. So we've gone from you know three of us in in 2005 uh, to uh, almost 300 of us today. That's the that's the business. So. That's amazing. That is a, that is a, that's pretty awesome growth. It, it's interesting that you, you mentioned it a minute ago about, you know, it's not like you have a book of ideas for podcasts and for training. And it, it's, it seems like it's, it's, inter, it's, it's cool to be able to find a, a problem, right. diagnose the problem, and then go, wait a minute, we need to pump the brakes for a second. Let's really think this through. Right. And then let's share that. Because it's, I mean, you're not the only one to have that problem. Right, right, (laughs) right. And often I think about, like, I put myself back in my, I started in the trade. I went to, I I was homeschooled. I graduated high school when I was 16. I went straight into trade school at 17. I was in a truck while I was, before I was even 18. And um, and I put myself back in the shoes of that kid who would have been so grateful if somebody would have just explained it. You know, because you know, the guys who you ride with, they're great guys. They they were my mentors. I love those guys. I, I, I call them out a lot, but they were not interested in, like, Fully explaining things and using different metaphors and trying to like they, they, they were they were doing the job right, right. yeah um, and so if I would have had those resources that would have been so helpful and so that's what I try to provide is try to serve that kind of younger version of myself. When you were coming up though, did you have one or two people that helped train you along the way that stuck out more than others? I oh mean, yeah. Is, so so would it? Of course, you have your own voice and you've developed that over time. But w- would you think that you lean on? maybe one or two person or you kind of think of them when you think back or as, or as you think forward in the next kind of topic or how you're going to present something? Oh, yeah. And what's <laughs> what's super cool is, uh, and this is part of this whole community thing that we get to do, 
is that um, you know early in my career it was it was Dave Barefoot. I mentioned Dave a lot. He probably never listens to a thing I do. He doesn't even probably he probably never thought about me in ten years, right? Uh, but Dave was he was an old refrigeration tech and uh, from Pennsylvania, and he uh, was really really helpful to me. He was very kind to me. He wasn't the guy I got to ride with all the time. Um, but he was old school still, like a lot of, and he would do, you know, and uh, hopefully if he hears this, he's not bothered by it, but he would do this thing where he'd say, look, I'm about to do something that I'm not supposed to do. This is absolutely <laughs> not what you should do. Okay. But here's why I'm doing it. And he would do it anyway. And it was, so there's a lot of stuff that probably shouldn't have been going on. Um, but, but it's still, he was very, he was very good about that. And, and, but then fast forward to kind of when I started this whole journey, uh, people like Jim Bergman and David Richardson and Eugene Silverstein and uh, just on and on and on. I can just keep naming uh, Dan Hollihan. Dan came up uh, yesterday when I was given uh, when I was at the at the pavilion on the other side and just just stayed and just hung out. You know, like these people who are kind and generous and uh, and yeah, they, they you know they still make fun of you and we you know we insult each other because right. that's what we do to show that we love someone. You know that all that stuff. That those are the people now that I that I look to and I'm just absolutely blown away that I get a chance to um, interact with these uh, these people who I view as giants um, and who have yeah, done so much for me. There are a lot of people, and they attend these events and stuff, but so do now as we see more and more, as you've been coming to these events for yeah. years, as we have, Andy and I have too, you see more and more of this community building. You brought up the community a minute ago. Uh, is it exciting to you? I mean, I know the answer is yes, but like <laughs> you're, you're helping build that too. You're, yeah. you're helping become a resource, uh, or you are a resource, but you're trying to build that and become more of a resource for more and more people uh, as we try to get more people to enter the trades, right? So right. that's got to be, if you're employing 300 people in a very, uh, very um, uh, big business like that down in Florida, I got to imagine labor is your number one yeah. key. And then, so are you tasking your business, are you requiring them to take, are you, providing all the training in-house? Yeah, so obviously I would be a complete hypocrite if I didn't make training a massive priority within my own business. But the realization that I've had over the last uh, probably three years, it's been it's been a weird three years, it's been a rough three years, um, is just realizing that I can't do it all. I have, I bring to the table who I am. I'm a very pointy person. I have str- really strong points and I have really weak points. And so I have to make sure that uh, Kalos is top to bottom a training organization. And that's not just me. So at one time, I would grab the reins all the time, be like, I'm going to give this class, and realizing that that actually doesn't serve the business best. So we've actually gone out and hired a lot of, a lot of trainers and made them leaders in the company. And the kind of the new culture is um, training is just something we do constantly. We do it in a structured fashion. But honestly, I think most of us would, would, would attest to structured education is important, but it isn't the main thing. The main thing is, what are you learning in the field, and are good practices being reinforced? You know, is it being? Are you being consistently coached and reinforced in best practices? And that's uh, when we first started doing this. When I first started doing the HVAC School podcast, there was only one other HVAC podcast. And it was like engineering related, and I got so much flack. People would say, "Like, you can't learn HVAC on a podcast." I'm like, <laughs> right? Obviously, I know that. Trust me, I know that. Uh, but there's still value in it, right? There's still value in being reminded of something or being introduced to an idea, and it kind of jangles around in your head, and then next time you're at the job, you're like, hey, I remember hearing something about that, and then you research a little more. So it's all this, it's a very, I'm, I'm answering all kinds of questions you didn't ask, but it's a very big picture, and within my own company, um, yeah, it's a burden at times. It's like, there's a huge burden with being the guy who's going around telling everybody how they should do things, or at least that's the perception. Yeah. Because the reality is that we're just... 
way, but sometimes being like Dave Barefoot and saying, I got to get this unit working. I don't have the right part right now, so I'm going to get it working the best way I know how, right? That, that's also just as beautiful from my perspective. You should, you, should, you should see what happens when you share that kind of stuff on social oh media. Oh, my God. Trust me, I know. I have. I know what happens. Yeah, it's... The yeah. comment section can go pretty crazy yeah. and, and fast. Yeah. All the super techs out there, man, they know they know how it should be. For right. Sure. Yeah. Well, it, it's interesting. I mean, we were talking about this yesterday about at, at Kalefi booth was how 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 our training has changed. You know, when you were a tech 15 years ago, 20 yeah. years ago, you know, you go sit in a classroom somewhere. There, the online training wasn't a thing. The webinars weren't a thing. There were no podcasts. And so the only place you learned was either on the job or you went and sat in a classroom somewhere. Right. And you hoped that most of that day was going to be hands-on where those those of us who aren't good book learners yeah. would actually learn something. Right. And now you have that ability to go, okay, I'm going to pause this and I'm going to go eat dinner with the family and come back in it and jump in it and, right. and, and have those options to get that. So it's, I don't know, it's, it's interesting yeah. to see how much can be shared out there and how fast information is shared now that before, like you said, if you, if you had a technician that you were working with, if the guy that was driving the truck right. wasn't interested in talking today, yeah, that sucks. Yeah. You ain't learned nothing. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and, and I think the, the, one of the really key things is there just aren't gatekeepers anymore. Right. Um, there used to be gatekeepers. I don't know if you, if you were kind of in the phase when you first started putting stuff out there where people were like, you can't put that stuff for free in the yeah. internet. Oh, yeah. Like, we used, you should have to pay for that. What happens if a homeowner kills themselves? You know, all that kind of stuff. Right. When it's hilarious, because, like, how long has Home Depot and Lowe's been around? Like, give me a break. Yeah. People are doing all kinds of stuff on their own houses. Let them do it if they want, right? I don't care. Um, that stuff's been around forever. But, um, but there's always this, there was always this gatekeeper mentality. It goes along with the same sort of tradesman mentality where guys would be like, slow down, son, you're going to work yourself out of a job. You know, that kind of mindset. Right. And it's just, it's, it's not helpful. On the flip side, though, there's also an increase of sharing of bad information, and that is that is true. And so you do have yeah. to you have to parse that. I mean, it's it's part of it. But again, I'm a fan of no gatekeepers. Let people decide on right. their own. Um, that's I'm not saying things like licensure and regulation. There's room for all that. But I'm talking about within education. Well, share what, freely. Yeah. Look, there's a lot of information being shared, right or wrong. Uh, big platforms uh, that are just growing every single day. We talked a minute about minute ago about community i mean come on things like instagram yeah. youtube tiktok it's everywhere facebook um a lot of that is in entertainment though too sure you know right. and a lot of us are finding uh entertainment in this community yep and we're using those apps to do that but there's opportunity to learn real information i learn something new all the time yeah. like maybe it's not the right way to do things <laughs> But there also is, there almost is never one right way to do things. No, exactly. That's, that's a, people say this all the time, like in the market refrigeration space that we work in, if you don't get that sucker up and running in two hours, you can potentially lose $500,000 in product. Right. You're going to do all kinds of crazy workarounds to get that product back to temp. Yeah. That's not wrong. Now, leaving it that way, it probably <laughs> right. is, right? And that's a, and that's a different thing. Yeah. So. Well, there's a lot of responsibility, too, in the industry like that, Uh you know, bringing the show into it that we're standing here today. You're probably able to research some new equipment, new technology, new controls, new methods, things like that yeah. at a show like this for a business like yours, yeah. I would imagine. And yeah. so the, another good reason that a resource like this is not just about community, although we've seen a lot of that built here, but it's so we can run our businesses. Yeah, right. It's very practical. We got we to gotta provide for our families. We yeah. want to build something, right? There's nothing wrong with that. 
I give a lot of this messaging as sort of kumbaya messaging. It's like, oh man, we all just hold hands and help each other. Yes, and we also compete and try to kick each other's teeth in while we're holding hands and helping each other. It's the difference right. between like, the, 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 the phrase I'm repeating a lot now is, I'm a huge believer in having professional pride and personal humility. Like recognizing I am not a big deal. Yeah. I'm just a dude. And I could do something and think that it's the right way and then later learn that that was stupid for some reason. And I should be happy that I learned that rather than be yeah. like, well, I've done this for 30 years and I've never had any problems. It's like, look, we can all learn from things. Uh, but on the other hand, professional pride means that we care about the work we put out there. We care about our businesses, and we do defend that. That is something that we uh, put value in, you know. And that's that's a big part of all this too. It's like, yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to build a business, trying to do something for my for my family. Well, caring about what you do and then learning from each other that can go hand in hand, though. Yeah. And and so even no matter your platform, whether you're listening to a podcast and you don't agree with the host or what they're saying, uh, if you stop and think about it. You can still walk away in disagreement, but sure. you might learn even a little about yourself sometimes. That's a lot of what I do is I listen to it and I go, oh, well, I'm the one he's talking about right now. And I probably <laughs> could learn from that. Well, I mean, it's interesting. You, you mentioned it a minute ago about, you know, about that, you know, you see something that you've done, you know, 20 times or whatever, and it jangles something and you're like, okay, wait a minute. What, what if I did it this way? Yeah. You know? What if what if we took this entire process that we've been doing for twenty years and and just threw the whole thing out and let's just change directions, right? Because now all of a sudden something in the very beginning makes more sense, and I, I mean we've we've kind of taken that you know in my business it's been been the thing that we're looking at, right? How do, how do we do it better? Right. We do a pretty good job now. We're profitable. How do we do it better? Yeah. You know, let's not just do something new. Let's keep doing what we're doing, but do it better. Yeah. And. The way businesses are ran, too, is changing constantly with just bringing more and more technology into industries like plumbing, heating, where it was very paper and pencil, yeah. you know, 20 years ago. Uh, it can't be that way now if, right. if you're running a business. You know, you don't get to 300 employees and expand into different industries by doing that. But right. small service companies like my own, I mean, if you're running out of a notebook, then honestly you're not long for life in that industry <laughs> right. for sure right and so training's a big part of that uh, as you move forward in 2024 2025 maybe you're planning farther out but you you do an annual symposium for HVACR school yes and that's coming up yes next week actually yep. and so that is your tell us a little bit about that and then are there any anything else on the horizon yeah, uh, yes. Uh, so first I'll talk about the symposium. The symposium really came from, uh, I'm going to pay homage to a couple events that I went to that sort of inspired it. Um, HVC Excellence Conference, which is in Vegas, that's one um, where there was really great training. Like I got to interact with these really amazing teachers and I loved that. Uh, then I went to uh, the uh, the West uh, Westford Building Science Symposium, uh, which is very much like a community like they stay up late, you know, they, they uh, I don't want to say there's alcohol involved, but there's definitely alcohol involved. They have a good time. Um, and there's a lot of that sort of like people just getting around a table and just working through things, you know, just, and some of it's not work related, but a lot of it is related to uh, building science. So I, I went to those two events and I was like, man, I really like aspects of both of these. Um, and so what we did is we just opened up our shop. We put a tent in the parking lot. We stopped doing business in our shop for three days, which ticks everybody off. And, um, and we just bring people in from all over the country. 250 in-person tickets is all we can sell. We sold out six months ago, or four, five, five, six months ago. And, uh, and we have a waiting list of 300, but we also have a virtual version. We, we uh, film all of the sessions. We have kind of a community around that. 
Um, and so that, it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's just it's just nerdy. When I say nerdy, I don't mean like we're tradesmen, so we're not like you know. But but we just get excited about talking about what we do. It's a it's yeah. a place that people understand you. They understand the challenges you face. They know right. what it's like. Uh, and it's, it's a lot of fun. But what's, what's especially cool about the symposium, and this is the final thing I want to say about that, is that the speakers, they don't speak and then like leave or hide. They speak and then they go to other sessions and then they hang out and they talk to each other. Uh, and that's very rare. And, that, and that's the thing I like best about it is just the, again, the community element that then drives actual relationships and progress. There's a lot of, a lot of uh, people have gotten jobs there, gotten connected to new, to new industries and all that by, by being there. And that, that to me is super fun. So. Absolutely. Um, what are, what are, um, what are the who who's buying tickets to the event? Are they new green techs, people that have some experience? They want to get they want to build on that experience, or is it kind of everybody? It's everybody. I mean, we have um, so there's it's interesting. There's like a a regular HVAC service cohort, and a lot of them are very early. Uh, there's like a commercial HVAC and refrigeration cohort. So there's like the VRF VRV guys and the market guys. And then there's a building science cohort, which is mostly residential building performance guys. And you would think that these people have nothing to share with each other, but when you start to break it down, it's it's a lot of the same stuff. I mean, it's a lot of commonality there. And that's actually another thing I like is that people have an opportunity to sort of jump streams a little bit and see, like, oh, actually, that relates to this, and, and some neat things happen there. But yeah, it's 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 everything. A lot of it are um, probably greatest concentration would be uh, nerdy uh, residential focused. HVAC guys who really want to solve big problems in houses, um, houses that have you know pretty severe issues, um, but then there's everything else as well. You said 250 in yeah, person. 250 tickets. in person. Yeah. But you can also attend online. Yes, online is unlimited. It's 22 dollars for everything. Um, there's a there's going to be certificates for every single individual um, thing. You take a quiz, you get a certificate for people who like that for continuing education, either for Nate or if you're an educator, that kind of thing. You need that. Um, so we try to make it pretty interactive um, and pretty high quality on the on the virtual side. That's fantastic. It sounds huge. Uh, I'd love to get involved with something like that. Cause yeah. Well, you're so always invited. So I've so, uh, I just uh, have to buy know. a ticket. Yeah, so, no, yeah. no, 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 no. You, you're 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 in. Yeah, you're in. <laughs> I well. So moving forward, are there is there anything you want to talk about? You don't certainly don't have to have an answer to the question. But I mean, are you going to build on what you're doing? Are you even thinking about other things that you're not doing you hope to do one day yeah no i'm i'm absolutely it's a problem for me like like and i'm not when i say it people are like haha no like it's an actual problem for me to, to say or right, stop like why <laughs> why are you doing this why does this matter uh, my wife's usually the one who's saying that like look i love it she's, she's super supportive but like okay at some point stop it um but that's where my, my big focus over the next five years is to build a new campus and a destination training center so campus for kalos my business but then have a destination training center there and I'm super excited to do crazy things like having on-site housing for people who come in with every different type of system um, whether it's electrical plumbing HVAC hydronics everything in the actual houses you're staying in you know so that you can access it and and get in a, a chance to experience things that maybe you wouldn't normally get to uh, but also give people that sort of home experience because so, if I'm gonna bring somebody in from Boston or from you know California or whatever there's going to be very different types of equipment there, and I can't really train them on it in my right. backyard. So right. uh, super excited about that, super excited to bring in, again, the same people who we already have relationships with and give them just a, just a chance to amplify their voice. Like, um, There's a lot of really smart people who are maybe a little more introverted, don't have big channels, um, who are actually far better uh, than I am at teaching. Guys like Ty Branneman, for those of you who know him. Like Ty is one of the best, I would say probably the best HVAC teacher um, in the country. 
and he's just kind of a humble guy. Like, so he doesn't have a big channel, uh, but he does a really good job of teaching, and that's that's what I really want to be able to do with that. So I could go on for hours, but that's that sort of stuff really excites me and gets the gets the juices flowing. That's awesome. That is awesome. I know you have a big family, and not to get personal, but are any of them working in the business, or yeah. are they all too young yet? Everything is personal with me. So uh, <laughs> I, I have I have ten kids, um, and four my four oldest are actually all in the business. That's crazy. Uh, and I didn't push any of them into the business. They just they they're in it, um, and they're all in different areas. Like my my oldest son is a market refrigeration tech. Uh, he was calling my brother and I and one of the other guys here with getting tech support while we were at dinner last night. Uh, my next son is in the control side, the BAS part of our business, and then my one daughter's in permitting, my other's a CSR. Um, and yeah, it's it's really awesome. Like it's it's great. And I you know my dad is in the business too. He's one of the three founders. So me, my dad, and my uncle started together. Um, and family business uh, really sucks sometimes because um, <laughs> you cannot hide, you cannot get away uh, from it. Right. Uh, but it also is really rewarding and really awesome sometimes. So, uh, yeah. So anyway, that's me. That's fantastic. <laughs> so Brian, if, if there's a ton of people sitting here in the audience, but then everybody listening, I can't imagine they don't already know. But can you just remind everybody how to get in touch with you, uh, as far as where they can hear your information, how they might sign up for your symposium for next year? Of course, you're sure. sold out now. Sure. Um, smoke signals is probably the best way. That's what I prefer. <laughs> um, no, HVACRschool.com is the best way. Uh, at top, uh, top of the page events, uh, you'll see. Um, and also, another thing to mention is, even if you don't sign up for the symposium virtual on time, you can still get the ticket afterwards. So that's so if you're like, hey, I didn't get it in time, no worries, just get it. It's twenty-two dollars, right? It's it's right. literally we don't make any money on the symposium. This is a it's a wash. We take sponsors and everything, uh, but obviously we got to pay the bills and there is hosting and all that stuff. But um, but yeah, so do that at any time. Um, next year's symposium, because AHR is in Orlando, we're probably going to switch venues for one year just so we can host more people. So we want to try to maybe flex up to 500, 600 people oh, wow. next year just so we can do it back-to-back because there's going to be a lot more demand. Right. Um, because so, you'll have people in town maybe already. Right. They will, be, they will be. I mean, we did that four years ago, and that was the first time we ever did it, or five years ago, whatever it was. COVID always throws off. Five years ago, that was the first time we ever did it, and we sold out, and it was the first time we ever did it because it was in Orlando. So I can't even imagine this, this next year. Um, but yeah, I would, I would suggest getting your tickets early as soon as they're on sale. I, I announce on social and all that stuff. Um, and yeah. the podcast. And the podcast, yeah. yeah. Which is? HVAC School, yeah. So you just search it on any of the places, YouTube, all that stuff um, as well. So, Right on. Anything yeah. to add, Andy? I don't, I don't think so. What do you think of the show so far? I mean, everybody asks that question, but like, honestly, yeah, is it uh, exciting? Yeah, no, it, it is, actually. I, I try to, it's still way too busy, but I try to throttle back this year. Um, and yeah, I've actually been enjoying myself. It's been, it's been, uh, it's been good. I, I love this podcast pavilion, the location, the setup, everything. They did a great job with that. I, I'm a big fan of AHR leadership, frankly. Um, you know, uh, you know, Kim is great. Um, the leadership is just is just a really good team, and uh, and they've been. Uh, I don't know. They're very generous to us. So I they really it. pull it off. It's, you know, you know what I say crazy. when I say that. Like, oh, yeah. like it's it. It seems as though it's gotten better. Uh, since they started the podcast up a few years ago, it's gotten better here. Yep. Uh, we're taken care of in a way that, you know, they say something's going to be done. It's really there for the yep. people attending the show so we can all benefit from it. It's huge. And, yep. and they do a really good job. I appreciate that. Or I appreciate that from them, but yep. I agree with you on that. Final yep. thing I want to say is, yeah. is I really appreciate what you guys do. And I have for many years. I think I told you that. Thank you. I'm, I'm not like a, 
I don't, I, maybe I come across like a like a jerk or something sometimes. I, don't I, know. I wouldn't say I, so. I, no. I don't know, but but <laughs> no. uh, I, like I'm not. I'm actually not. I'm like a socially awkward person. Um, so a little introverted. A lot of people, a lot of creators are. I think in some way. Um, but I've always like you're hilarious. Your your personal you. social media is hilarious. I, I think you guys have always done really great stuff. I appreciate and that. I don't know a, as that much about your world. Like I don't. You know, there's there's actually not as much intersection. Um, but uh, but every time I watch your stuff, I always learn something, and it's it's really really cool. So. That's very nice of you to say. Thank you. We do appreciate uh, what you do too. I listen to your podcast. Like I said, I haven't heard every episode. Yeah, I'm not a person there. human. Per, I'm not a perfect human being. I'm just better looking than I am yeah, smart. Right. right. Um, anyway, I want to thank everybody for listening. Yeah, for sure.